0: Hi, guys. Alana here. You're listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm here with Jamie Hampton. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We're bringing you another Coffee Break episode where we take your questions and the things that are on your heart, and Jamie and I get to have fun discussing them. So thanks, guys, for sending us your questions at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. So, today's
1: question is What if you pray about something and it just gets worse? What does that
0: mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I think this will be a fun thing to dive into for sure. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. I will open us up. Right. God, we thank you so much for this chance to do these episodes. We thank you for our listeners who send in these questions. And I thank you, God, just that you know everything going on in the lives of every single woman listening here today. And you are so sovereign and so good. And I just thank you for Jamie and our partnership and friendship and pray that you would guide us as we have this discussion today. Amen. Amen. All right. So what do you do if you pray about something and it just gets worse? Do you have any examples that you can think of?
1: Hmm. I'm, well, so I, I don't have an example that comes to mind, but I have a like practical illustration of what uh-huh. it's like and while i'm talking about that maybe something will come to mind but um so the our house has been under construction lately um not under construction under repair because of mm-hmm. the earthquake damage that i mentioned like in every episode um <laughs> so we had an earthquake november 30th 20, 2018 so it's been over a year now and we're getting our foundation repaired now and we sort of thought we were laughing, Alana and I were laughing, because I think in our last batch of recording, I had said, yeah, and when I get back, you know, the next time well, – we- Yeah, oh, by the, the time, time this time- episode airs. <laughs> episode airs, and it was the one from last week, uh, that, but that by the time this episode airs, it'll all be done, and it's still going on. And I mean, these poor guys, it's been negative double digits, and these guys are out there working on our foundation. It, it's crazy. But anyway – All of that to say, when I got home, um, everything from our our trip over the holidays, the whole house had like this huge trench was dug around it. We couldn't get into any of our doors because of the, um, I don't know, just the porches had been taken off and the trench was around there. So we have this one little like plank that we walk across and the kids joke that it's like a moat and, Uh you know, walk across the plank across the a four foot trench into the garage and that's our only way in and out of the house other than a large ladder that at one point we put in the front of the house to get up to the front door when that trench, you was, had to climb a ladder. We had to climb a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are loving this. They feel like Indiana Jones Aww. every day. So That's they're like, can cute. we go in the trench? But Aww. anyway, it's, um, but what it reminds, I was so happy. Like when I got back and I saw all that stuff going on, I was filled with joy. Like I was so excited because I saw this total, like, you know, Tearing apart of our house. It's chaos. Yeah. It's chaos, but it was for ultimate good. It was for an ultimate restoration. And so I and I kind of liken it to birth pains. You know, you're going through mm-hmm. labor and it's terrible, but you
0: know there's a baby on the other end, right? Yeah. Well, and, and at the end of forty weeks, I think most people are like, just get this baby out. You yeah, know what I mean? Like right? I know it's gonna be hard, but let's get this done with so I yeah. can
1: move on. So it's kind of that <laughs> sort of feeling where the inconvenience, whereas if if there, when the earthquake happened, I felt, you know, disheartened, depressed, despair, whatever, when, you mm-hmm. know, just at the stuff all around me out of order, it made mm-hmm. me unhappy. So that made me think about this question. And I, I can't remember exactly how this question came about. This is one of those vague listener questions that it was inspired by an email and an interaction with someone. And I don't, it wasn't a specific coffee break question, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I was thinking about that question, it just got me thinking about if we could look at, if we pray about something and it starts to get worse, if we could look at it as, but God's moving, you know, I think that's, um, And maybe the whole earthquake thing might have been an example of this now that I think about it. I thought maybe when I started talking about this, it would make me think because I remember praying, my husband and I were praying, Lord, you know, provide for us, help us to um, be able to repair the house. And then things got worse. We, you know, uh, found out that we may not even qualify for any kind of disaster funding Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we found out it was going to be more expensive than we thought. We didn't know if we'd be able to stay in the house and things seemed to be getting worse, even though we were praying about it. But I feel like if we could, this, this particular illustration, I know is going to stick in my head though. The next time I have a time when I feel like I'm praying about something and it seems to get worse. I just, I want to remember this and think, okay, but maybe things have to get torn down before they can be built back up the way that God That's needs neat. them to be built correctly mm-hmm. in the first place. And you're inviting him into your problem, but it doesn't mean that it's going to all of a sudden look better. It might get worse before it gets better, or it might appear to get yeah.
0: worse indefinitely. I, I don't yeah. know. What are well, thoughts? and I think, I think too, the, the word might is important because I feel like some people have sort of this I, I can't think of a better word to put it other than a martyr syndrome, you know, where it's like, yes, I'm suffering. God's at work. Well God can be at work even if you're not suffering. Right. And so like I don't feel like this is a reason to seek out trials or to even assume trials because I almost feel like like let's say that I'm praying for you and I'm praying for your family. But I have it in my head that the only way for your family to get even closer than you already are is for you guys to go through some terrible tragedy, like mm-hmm. in some way i 'm wishing that upon you, which i don 't think we need to do, and so I feel like when the tragedies come there it 's amazing to look at it as yes god 's at work, but we don 't like I think that life has enough hardships that we don 't need to seek them out or wish those on other people
1: absolutely, I think there is that I had a a friend in college who knew this guy that would actually pray for trials because Mm -hmm. he felt like when he was going through trials, he was closer to God. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a little backwards and a little stoic Mm -hmm. mentality instead of, you know, anyway,
0: but. And especially when you're wishing it upon other people. Like I had a friend who couldn't wait for her kids to rebel against God. I remember you
1: saying that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's. Like, to me, that's that's like an anti-prayer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, if your kid does rebel, I believe that you can pray with hope and conviction using like your house analogy. Okay, in this case, God's tearing something down to build something even better up. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to go into my prayers for my kids like expecting that. Right. You know, that's to me, that's almost like the the power of a curse on them, you know? Yeah. Not to take things like into a superstitious realm, but I I don't want to wish – bad things on others. Or I've heard of people who don't want to pray for a prodigal to return to the Lord because they assume that that's wishing bad things to happen. Well, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? Like sometimes God can call someone to him through a really good thing
1: so they won't pray that they would ret- would return to the lord cuz they assume that in order re- to return to the lord that it has to get worse is that kind of the yes. mentality like yeah. they have to hit rock bottom yeah. so no don't hit rock bottom mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. interesting well yeah. and when i think about you know i'm sure there are lots of other examples of this and i think about just praying and things seem to get worse i think first we have to think about okay number 1 what am i praying so like maybe check the direction that you're praying and, and think, am I hinging my hopes on God's hand at work on him doing exactly what I want when I want it? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, back to the house example, if we were praying, okay, God help us to repair our house. And there was a time when it looked like that wasn't going to be able to happen that Mm -hmm. I kind of had to check myself and think, well, yeah, I want to repair the house, but maybe that's not part of the plan. Maybe there's, maybe this is God moving us to do something else or go somewhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if someone is in a job that they're unhappy with and, and this is a question that this brings up because I've been in this situation with people before. If you're in a situation, like let's say it's a job that you're unhappy with or that's not going well, and you start praying, okay, you know, God, help this job to go better. And then it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Are you, then Then you get to this point, should you entertain the idea that, well, maybe this job isn't the job. Maybe this is God directing me through this hardship. Right. Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, is it something where God's teaching me something and I have to allow myself to stand in it?
0: how do we, there's a lot of discernment involved. How do
1: we do that? Yeah. I think that's kind of an open-ended question that is part of the mystery of prayer is how do you know? How do you know? which it is? Yeah.
0: I think the more surrendered we are, like I like to pray and this is the ideal me, right? I'm not saying this is how I do it all the time, but like my ideal would be in that case, it would be to pray with such open hands Mm -hmm. that if God said, Hey, it's time for you to look for a new job. That I would hear that and receive that without it having to get worse. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I feel like I know there's a couple examples in the Bible that I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, and they're not coming to me right away. But but, oh, okay. So, Great Commission, right? And Acts 1 8, God says, Go, all the nations, spread the gospel. And what's the church do? They stay right there in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And then it takes persecution for them to spread. Okay, so yes, we can say God used the persecution to scatter the believers because that was what took the gospel out, but, and I don't want to victim blame, but had the believers been more serious about the command to go out to the nations, I think it begs the question, would God have needed to send them something drastic like persecution? Do you wow. know what I mean? Or- oh
1: yeah. I had never looked at it that way before. That's interesting. And a Jonah, you know, he's a perfect example of going the long way around. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. So what I try to do, like in that job case, it's okay, God, if you if you want me in a different job, please show me now so that it doesn't have to hit rock bottom for me to come to my senses and, and I'll be, And sometimes, sometimes it does take that. Sometimes that might be God's original plan. I don't want to say that anytime calamity strikes that God had some plan A for you that you didn't listen to. And so now calamity's plan B. I mean, sometimes these things do happen, but yeah, I really like the idea of praying so that if it's, you know, like, I feel like there are lessons God wants us to learn and he's going to make sure we learn it one way or the other. And I would like to, in as much as I can, I'd like to learn the easy way if possible, Mm -hmm. right? Learn from other people's mistakes instead of making my own when I'm a teen or, you you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that that kind of comes into play here. I think so too. And I think that when we I
1: think that's a really good step, you know, practical step is if things seem to get worse in your mind after you pray about them to go to God and just, just examine your heart and try to ask God to help untangle some of your own wants and Untangle's desires. and is a good way to
0: put it, yes. And, and tease then, out,
1: what is, what is God? What is me? Help me to see that clearly. That's a really powerful prayer.
0: Yeah. And then if you feel like you're right where God wants you to be and you're praying the way he wants you to pray and things still are looking worse, then I think that's where we take your house analogy and we say, well, you know what? God's at work. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I think your house, it's such a great example of, you know, things have to be torn down to be rebuilt. And so it almost looks like your house is a demolition zone sometimes, I'm sure, but it's so that it can be rebuilt. So just that um, idea that, yeah, God's at work.
1: Yeah. And the house itself, I mean, we've been living in it for the last year. It looks normal. Like you've been there, you know, it looks normal. Mm-hmm. You go in there, I mean, mm-hmm. with the exception of our, you know, funny bouncing yeah. ball thing where we put the bouncy ball and it rolls down. And it and rolls. rolls. It doesn't anymore. We tested it. Oh. It doesn't roll. Uh, but yeah, the, with the exception of things that we would know, like doors mm-hmm. that won't open and close and different things that got, you mm-hmm. know, plumbing system that had to be you know, sewage line that had to be adjusted. It looked normal, so I mean, yeah. I think there are things in our lives that look healthy, that look normal, that look good, mm-hmm. and maybe inviting God in means that He's going to do some. He's going to tear it down, demolition, yeah. to get to the root yeah. of the problem. And I have seen that in my own life in different things, and for sure, you know, um, in our house example, when we were praying, we prayed, you know, oh please let this let the repairs get done soon. Mm-hmm. and quickly and we weren't getting any kind of loan and different things weren't coming through but it turns out like one of the things that happened during that time was that as the thaw happened and the house settled more there were some things that they didn't think that they would not have repaired and yeah. some supports that would not have been placed if mm-hmm. we hadn't discovered that those parts of the house were compromised. So that was one thing where, you know, maybe God orchestrated that delay, but I also think I hate to, okay, so there's this thing and maybe you'll know what it is. It's like, uh, it's like this endless story of, okay, so a guy buys a horse and he says, it's, you know, a blessing from the Lord, but then the horse dies. And so It's a bad thing. But then the death of the horse caused something good to happen. So then that's a blessing. You know, you can, I think you can overanalyze and presume to know what God is doing. And I think we get hung up in that in our prayer lives sometimes to the point where it might even get exhausting. I've done this where I've been like, oh, I see God is doing this because of this. Well, then you get to things that happen like, you know, a child dying and mm-hmm. and someone trying to rationalize why that child died for the greater good. Well, I don't, I think maybe getting, or, you know, mass devastation and a huge, you know, tsunami killing hundreds. Um I, I don't know. I think we can go too far in trying to pick individual strands of events and saying, God did this because. Um, I just Mm -hmm. think back to our uh, interview that we had with the late Jennifer Kennedy Dean, and she was talking about how we tend to look at at events in our lives as, okay, we pray, we get an answer to that prayer. We pray, we get an answer to that prayer. But really, it's so much bigger than that, and our prayers are going – toward a huge tapestry and we can't even see it. We're so close to it. So I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of rambling, but I think no, I love that. you don't want to err on the side also. Yes, we want to recognize God's work, but when things seem to get worse, I, I don't think that we have to necessarily say, well, this bad thing is happening, so this good thing later can happen. I think sometimes we need to step back and just acknowledge that God is God and rest in that.
0: Yes, rest I think is a really important one. I was thinking about with your house and this idea of things getting torn down to be built up. My husband's gotten really into powerlifting recently and you know it's all about tearing your muscles. Yeah. And then but the rest part is so important. You know, like you get your your gains are the day after you exercise or the night while you're sleeping after you exercise. You know, like it's not while you're at the gym pumping these weights. It's like you're at the gym pumping these weights and that's tearing the muscles. And then when you rest is when they're getting rebuilt. And then um so I looked up it's Isaiah twenty eight. It says listen and hear my voice, pay attention and hear my word. Does a plowman plow without stopping for planting, opening and harrowing the ground? When he has smoothed its surface, doesn't he scatter fennel and sow cumin and plant wheat and barley in their places and spelt as a border? They are properly ordered for God direction. them. So you read that and you're like, okay, God's talking about farming. But then it goes on. It says, fennel isn't threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over cumin, but fennel is beaten with a staff and cumin with a rod. Bread grain is crushed. And this is a part that I wanted to emphasize, but the thresher doesn't thresh it forever. He drives mm-hmm. the cartwheel over it. He spreads it out, but doesn't crush it. This also comes from the Lord of heavenly forces who gives wondrous counsel and increases wisdom. And it's this idea of God's going to break things down to the point they need to be broken down. But the end goal is growth Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: nourishment, kind of like pruning, right? You're not going to prune every single leaf or blossom. You know, you're going to prune what needs to be pruned. And that's not the end goal. The end goal is this beautiful, healthy plant or crop Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And I love that idea. Like, yeah this wheat needs to be threshed, right? But it's not going to get threshed forever. And I feel like that can be an encouragement to us when we're in the midst of these trials where like God's not going to keep us in the fire forever. You know, the, the analogy of the um, like silver getting refined, right? Yeah. I know it's exactly how long it needs to stay in that fire. And it's not like he's going to, forget about us in there, right? It's, um, this far and no farther. Right. And it's so encouraging to know God's, God has set these boundaries, right? It talks in Job about how he sets the limit for the tide. He says, you know, this far and no farther and feel like he, he sets those boundaries on, on our trials too, just like he did with Job. Okay. You can, you can do this, but you can't kill him. Okay, you can touch his kids. We can't touch his health. Okay, you can touch his health, right? So he's placing these hedges around us. And I think that that's really encouraging when we're going through like hardship after hardship is to know, first of all, yes, it's for the point of being built up. Second of all, it's only going to last exactly as long as it needs to. And so that's why one of my prayers really is, God, help me learn this lesson as fast as I can Mm -hmm. because I want to learn it and then I want to get over it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I thought about that a lot when my son was in the NICU. It's like God, I know you've got lessons for me to learn through this. Help me to be like not stubborn and not stupid, so I can learn these as fast as I can and graduate out of the NICU, <laughs> literally.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and with your silver
1: analogy, I remember reading a thing. Actually, I was watching. It was a like a high school teacher talking about silver refining with
0: mm-hmm. his class,
1: and they he took them. To some place anyway, but the the point was that if the temperature gets it has to be hot enough for the dross I guess to come mm-hmm. to the top, but come out. too much, and it actually damages the silver, and so right. I just like that the whole limit thing and the perfect refining mm-hmm. you know it 's not just you 're under the fire you 're under only right. so much fire for yeah. you know like I exactly said right so much time, yeah, yeah, well, I hope this is. Been an encouragement. It is a hard question. And so, you know, I feel like we need to pray just for anyone that's listening that is right now just feeling discouraged and feeling like the end is an insight, that things are getting worse rather than better. For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think one more thing just to throw out there in response to this question maybe it's just to test your faith. You know, maybe it's just because God wants you to learn to keep praying even when. Things are hard, so I think sometimes if you pray for something and it looks like the exact opposite is happening, I think it's a good idea to question like, do I need to pivot my prayers and my prayer energy? Right. But sometimes, yeah, and sometimes we do need to kind of refocus. We're praying for the wrong thing. But mm-hmm. sometimes I think that it's just a way for us to say, okay, God, this this looks exactly like the opposite <laughs> of what I expected. But I believe, you know, kind of like going back to my son in the NICU. Um, I firmly believed when he was a baby and super sick that God was going to heal him. And I would pray that with conviction and then we'd end up back in the hospital or something. And for me, it wasn't, okay, I guess God has decided not to heal my kid. Now, I think I needed to be open to that as an option, but for me, it was, okay, this is just a way to test my faith and I'm going to keep on praying even when it doesn't look like it's going to happen. You know, thinking about Abraham, like against all hope kept Mm -hmm. believing, you know, I think part
1: of that too, is claiming what you do know to be true, because there are things that no matter what is happening, we know to be true about God. And so just affirming God for who he is and that God is good. God only gives good gifts. God Mm -hmm. is at work in all things, you know, just biblical affirmations about who God is and who you are as his child. I think those things for me, when I've gone through difficult things or I'm confused and don't understand why God is doing certain things, I think affirming what you do know is so powerful during those times. Yeah,
0: Yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, do you want to close us with some prayer? Sure. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: God we just thank you for this time to talk about this topic and Lord we just lift up that person listening today who feels confused who feels like you're not hearing and and that things are actually getting worse or maybe feels like they don't have your favor or you're against them God I just pray that you would remove the veil of deception that you would just open their eyes to the truth that that they are loved That you are God and you are good, that you are at work in all things for those who love you, for those who are called according to your purpose. I pray for strength. I pray that you would just infuse them with a perseverance and a strength like they've never known before, God, and the peace that transcends all understanding to guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray for all of us that you would help us to see you for who you are, that the enemy would have no foothold to rob you of your glory, to rob you of our praise and our trust and our thanksgiving for the things that you have given us and continue to give us. We just pray your blessing on each person listening, and um, thank you for the privilege of being here on this podcast. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast.